Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome. To stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. A man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Gatz, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate and review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. By doing that, you have made us the biggest podcast in the world. We appreciate it. We are presented by our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code STU for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. So... I finally went to Augusta. Thanks to our friends at DraftKings. Thanks to our friends at Elijah Craig Bourbon. We appreciate them and their help. I went there with my dad. I went there with my brother. Did the show Thursday, last Thursday, uh, right across the street from Magnolia Lane. It was an absolute thrill. Bunch of people to thank. Again, thank you to DraftKings. Thank you to Metal Arc Media. Thank you to Elijah Craig Bourbon. Thank you to the Double Eagle Club. Thank you to John Skipper, who went above and beyond to make this happen for me, my dad, and my brother. John, I appreciate it. Thank you to Charlie Besser, who owns the Double Eagle Club. Your uh, your hospitality, sir, was second to none. We appreciate it. And thank you to a gentleman named Charlie Severin, who works for Charlie Besser at the Double Eagle Club. Charlie, you are family, okay? Uh, The genuine kindness you displayed towards my family and to my dad was a sight to behold for both me and my brother. So, thank you for all the uh, thank you to all those people 
uh, for making a dream weekend come true for me, my dad, and my brother. And we wanted to recap the weekend for you, me and my dad did, because this is a place that we grew up uh, watching on our televisions. Golf is is my favorite sport. The Masters is my favorite sporting event. It's the favorite my favorite event on the sports calendar, and it's a place we always wanted to go together. And when my mom passed away uh, just over a year ago, I made a promise to myself that me, my dad, and my brother would do uh, things like what we just did at Augusta, and we were able to do it. And so what I wanted to do was recap the weekend with my father, because I am telling you guys, if I went by myself, or I went with the show, or I went with a couple of friends, it would have been fun. It was made a million times better by experiencing that for the first time with my dad and with my brother. It was the absolute best. And so my dad and I wanted to recap it for you. And uh, so here it is, me and Papa Gatz. Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer oh my gosh folks gather around everyone gather around listen to these words the nba playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba with same game parlays live betting odds boosts and so much more don't miss out as the nba postseason winds down and if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out new customers listen to me you bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. So, Dad, I figured here, as we recap the weekend, we had a tremendous time at Augusta National. We were there Thursday and Friday for the first two rounds. You and I went for the first round. Uh, Eric, my brother, your oldest son, he joined us for Friday, the second round. We had a blast. So, I want to recap it with you, Dad, because we really did. It was dream come true type stuff for all three of us. Uh, But I also want to kind of let the, the listener know, the audience know, Uh, So before we start talking about the weekend and uh, all the great stuff that happened over the weekend, let's give the audience an idea of why this weekend was so important to us. And I think the logical place to start is with you, Dad. What made you fall in love with golf? What made you fall in love with that tournament in particular? Uh, I started playing golf 
probably in uh, the early 60s. And at that time, CBS was not covering golf as extensively as they were now. But they did cover the Masters. Uh, but dad, back then, but dad, back then, correct me if I'm wrong. Like when you and I were watching it together growing up, we were only getting the back nine on Sunday, correct? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was what had happened. I was going to say when I first started, John, it was only 13 to 18. Then right. they kept expanding it and they went to back nine. And then finally they went, you know, a full 18 holes. Right. So what I liked about it was the, the, continuity of it year to year as you watched it every year you got to learn the course and see the course on tv which is a lot different than the other majors because they switched every year so it sort of like became a home away from home for a weekend Uh, i did and so like that going back I'm just trying to go back to where to a place where the audience will kind of understand how important this is. Uh, how long have we been watching the Masters together, and how important was it for you for us to be watching the Masters together? Uh, I'd say late '60s that we made it into a, a weekend affair. For and you, not 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 for me and Eric, but for you, yes. Well, for me and my right. wife Patty, your your mother. Yep. Uh, used to know on that on that Friday on on that Saturday and Sunday, not to make any plans because I was going to be planted, and you'll know what this means on the green couch. Yes. Uh, for for two whole days, then they expanded it the TV coverage to Thursday and Friday, and fortunately for me, I didn't have an office to to have to go into. So uh, I used to watch it on Thursday and Friday as well. Right. Uh, I think mom kind of, that, that was interesting because mom liked the weekend. If for no other reason, then she knew she didn't have to deal with us for the entire weekend. Is that fair? <laughs> uh, well, that's for sure. And I think she also, because you guys were teenagers, you're only five years apart or four years apart. Uh, and you were, you know, teenagers being teenagers, it was hard to get us all together. You guys were running around doing your thing. And she always knew on this weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday, that we would all be together in the uh, on, on the green couch. Yeah. I would say every Masters weekend, you know, since at least for me, and I'm, I'm 49 now, going back to like, I guess the early 80s, I remember the three of us would make a point. Now, Eric went to college, 86. I went to college four years later. But I think as I think from right up until Eric left college, I I remember us watching that tournament in some shape, form or fashion uh, every single year. Is that is that accurate? Oh, that's true. Uh, I first started watching it with Eric. Yep. uh, And then you came into the picture as far as your interest in it. You saw our interest in it. And your interest in sports in general and golf, yeah, it just became a uh, a weekend for us to bond. Even though over the years we separated, uh, you know, going you know this you know this uh, into places that were not geographically near New York, and we always, as the years ensued, and we weren't together, 
we always were able, you know, we were texting quite a lot with each other. That's the interesting part for me. We, we loved it initially because you loved it. And we loved it initially because you told us how great the tournament was. And so we trusted you when it came to all things sports at that time. And then we got older and sort of form our own opinions on stuff. But that was the original reason we loved it. And then I realized this is something that was going to bond us, keep us together, keep us talking. And you made a great point because even as life drew us apart geographically, meaning Eric was up in college, I went to college, uh, and then later on, Eric got married, had his own family. I got married. I'm down here in Florida, have my own family. Uh, even as we, e- even as as life drew us apart geographically, uh, this was the one weekend a year you could bank uh, on the fact that we would all communicate, regardless of what was going on in our lives, regardless of where we were geographically. You could bank that this weekend was a weekend that we were going to speak, no matter what. Is that fair? Uh it's it's very fair it's very true and it made your mother very happy us being in communication even though we weren't around each other eric with his family you with your family in in, uh, in florida and me at our place in new york she was very delighted yeah that uh, we were in constant communication either chatting or most normally texting each other and encouraging a particular player, what which we all liked, and mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll go into those players that we loved. Yeah, and uh, you know, she and I loved it, and you guys loved it. I think it, mom it, just it loved it, dad, because the three of us loved us, uh, loved it, and it kept us talking, and it kept us yeah. together, and it kept us bonded. I think that the, mom didn't like golf, she didn't like the tournament, she oh, didn't care she about the tournament, not. right? <laughs> I John, think she, she liked the, the word. She only knew the word mass, you know, the masters. She eventually learned it was a golf tournament. <laughs> but she did like that. It kept us talking. Oh, uh, so we there's no doubt. And she would have loved, uh, she would have loved uh, what we did this past weekend. And we'll get to that in just a second. But this is an event we've always wanted to go to. Life got in the way. Uh, and then when mom passed away over a year ago, uh, I promised myself that me, you, and Eric would, would do stuff like this. Um, so for me, dad, it, it, I think the audience would enjoy this because I know I was super emotional walking into that place on Thursday. Describe for me and the audience your feelings walking into Augusta for the first time with me on Thursday, a place that you've seen on TV, an event that you love, a place you've always wanted to go to. So this is your first time, you're going in on Thursday, you're walking in with one of your sons, your your other son will get there uh, Thursday afternoon, we'll go to round two together. But describe your feelings walking in that first day with me. Well, John, I, I think you know, I've always referred to Augusta as hallowed ground of golf. And when we walked in and we walked through the turnstile or the checkpoint, and you yeah. started walking down the paths, and the first thing you see is the practice uh, range. And, uh, you know, it just, uh, I got very emotional. Yeah. Uh, it just was something that I had always wanted to see. I felt familiar with it only through television. And to be actually seeing it and be able to do a 360 turn and look at everything uh was was quite something and then as you know on thursday you and i chose to walk the course yeah and there were certain things that i wanted to see and you uh, tr- 
you went with me um, because basically you wanted to see him too. Oh, I wanted to see all of it, Dad. I wanted to see all 18 holes. That's what we did on Thursday. It was less about watching the golf for us on Thursday and more about seeing the actual Oh, absolutely. It it was getting more of a feel for the place for Augusta. What surprised you the most about it, Dad? Because I don't think uh, on television, for me, you know it's hilly. You don't realize it's that hilly. Uh, That was the thing that surprised me the most. That's the first thing I think I said to you when we got – to uh, I think we probably got to the second, uh, the first hole we walked through, and then the second hole we got to the green, and I couldn't real, I couldn't imagine how big a drop there was from when the players are hitting in into the green. The hills uh, were much steeper than television allows you to see. But it's as pristine as you thought it would be, right? Oh, it was perfect. John, yes, yes. Yeah. Everything was foreseen. I mean, they know how to run a, a golf tournament. Everything was uh, top shelf. Um, I'm not sure we did it the right way on Thursday. Like, what do you think? Like, we did, I, Dad. I'm telling you, I don't recall a single shot of golf on Thursday. I just remember what, because the course will draw you right down to Amen Corner. Like, I, I had to see that uh, with my own eyes, and then you wanted to see 15 and 16. We spent some time there. Uh, I'm not certain if we did it right on Thursday. <laughs> what no, do you think? I, I don't John, know. <laughs> I, I think we did. I think we corrected on Friday. We did. What we did wrong on <laughs> Thursday. But we I think we need that. Dad, hold on. I'll cut you off for a second. I think we needed Thursday to do Friday exactly. correctly. We didn't yeah? do anything wrong on Thursday. We right. just got a feel for the contours of the course, right. the greens. We walked, we saw Raymond Corner. We weren't uh, sitting in a grandstand. So, uh, you know, I mean, we saw a couple of shots, uh, but we didn't concentrate on the the players as much. You know, we were always aware of where Tiger was because he teed off in the morning on Thursday. And you could hear it. And yes, you could hear it. Yes. And, you know, so, you know, we were always aware, but, I think the way we did it Thursday to get a feel for the course, basically more the back nine than the front nine. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. And and uh, and that enabled us to do what we did on Friday. Yep, and, and we'll get to Friday in just a second. But, Dad, describe for me. First off, I did tell the story uh, on Monday's show with Dan that we saw Rob Manfred uh, Thursday during his yeah. round. And, and you made uh, – Rob Manfred's a member there. He was wearing the green coat. He was st- he was standing right next to us at Amen Corner. And you, made, you <laughs> correctly pointed out that it was opening day and the commissioner probably uh, should be attending to baseball and not the opening round of the Masters. I thought that was a very funny observation by you. Well, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to sports. Right. Uh, uh, you know, pretty conservative, not outrageous. And I'm looking at Manford, and uh, and I'm saying to myself, "This is a bad look on opening day <laughs> baseball." And yeah. he's here in the Masters with his green jacket, and I'm sure he's enjoying himself. But then I realized, and we found out a little bit later, and I said it to you. Uh, my guess is that Atlanta Braves are opening at home, and he right. could be in Atlanta, which I believe he was for the home game, uh, you know, for the uh, night game that opened. 
So Augusta is about two, two and a half hours away from Atlanta. Not only was, and I believe he was there, Dad, but he's still, like, I've had time to think about this now. And I think Atlanta has a new ballpark, so uh, the commissioner had to be there. I don't care. Like, let me say it. You don't need to say it. This is what I do for a living. Rob Manfred on opening day should be attending the opening day, not the Masters. I'm sorry. I don't care where he was on Thursday night. He should have been attending the opening day. It's the biggest day of the year for his sport, Dad. Well, John, if... If he gets someone like me who gives a, a shout out that he's not there, yeah, and, you know, I'm the common fan, you know, both baseball and golf. All right. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, cut him some swag, I think. Now, Dad, me, you want to know something? Golf, it's the opening round of the Masters. Tiger Woods is playing. They don't need Rob Manfred there. You know who needed Rob Manfred? Baseball. They needed Rob. That's his okay. job, Dad, okay? <laughs> I mean. Yeah, and, and he does it pretty well. So. Ah, debatable. I mean, okay, well, that's for you to figure out on these guys. Uh, I'm a baseball fan. All right, so so we did it. You know, we did it our way on Thursday. I'm glad we had Thursday because we got it right on Friday. But I'm wondering on Thursday, uh, we're walking down the Amen Corner, and again, it just kind of pulls you down there, and you don't realize how far beneath the back nine, especially, is so far beneath the front nine and then you work your way back up to the clubhouse on 17 yeah. and 18 uh what were your feelings because dad how many times have we watched amen corner uh and really the one of the beautiful things about the masters is the sights and the sounds that you see on t on tv that cbs and espn have been providing uh for us for so many years what was your feeling seeing amen corner for the first time in person well that's a john that's probably the most historic par three in golf. Yes. I didn't quite understand. I'm a golfer and I know it's only 155 yards. It's also and the par three that Jordan Spieth thinks about every single day, Dad, for the he, remainder well, of we time. We saw yes. that. <laughs> we did. He put a couple in the drink. Yeah. <laughs> we saw that on Friday, but we can go into that later. Yeah. But that's historic golf. And then to see a, a 155 yard par three that anyone who's played golf can get on and realize how difficult it is to get on, uh, uh, you know, it, and the beauty of it with the azaleas at the back and the, and Ray's Creek in the front and the, uh, and the white sand of the traps, it's just, it's gorgeous, but you know what? It's arguably the most famous part three in golf. Uh, I think it probably is. We played a lot of golf together. You know, like 155, I'm going to hit a seven iron, right? You know that. And I'm telling you on that hole, I think I'd lay up. I think I, I would go pitching wedge, pitching wedge, that. That well, hole terrifies notice, me. <laughs> I did notice that the front bunker doesn't get hit into often. That's kind no. of too close. So these guys end up going long if, if they have to do anything and coming back from the bunkers or the azaleas or whatever. Right. I love when the announcers say, hey, the key to this hole is just put it right over that front bunker and land it oh, on the yeah, green. As if it's easy. that fucking easy, Dad. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, How about Jordan, you go out and do it, Nance? I mean, come on. Ask Jordan Spieth that yesterday uh, on Friday. Ask Cam Smith yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. We were sitting there with Eric at Amen Corner and my brother, and he said to both of us that Jordan Spieth is going to put one in the drink. Yeah, he Eric said was wrong. Well, well, not, but he was wrong because he put two in the drink. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he did call it. I have to give him credit. Uh, how about 15, I 16? I did make a comment for you, John, I'm on, yeah. uh, on uh, 12. Yeah. Uh, if you're walking on the left bridge to get to the green, you've done okay. You go on the right bridge to get across yeah. Ray's Creek. 
you're yes. you're out of bounds or in the water. Oh, if you, actually, if you, in the water. If you're walking up that right bridge on the 12th hole, Dad, there's a good you're chance you've just lost the tournament. Okay, exactly. <laughs> like you're, you're out of. If you were in contention, you're out of contention. Well, Cam if you walk Smith up that right bridge yesterday, so he yes. knows. Yes, he did. Uh, how about 15, 16? Because I know those are two of your favorite holes. Uh, we stumbled upon the fact that it's probably the best place to sit uh, at the entire course if you're uh, a spectator. But you're feeling seeing 15 and 16 the first time. Uh, 16, I had seen a lot on, on TV. Right. And I called it the Vern Lundquist hole. Yes. Uh, you know, because of his famous call with Tiger when he chipped in. I forget the year he chipped in. Mm-hmm. But that's one of my most memorable moments to see the ball go in, see him call it and see Tiger's reaction. 15, I had no idea how hard it was. It's a par five and these guys can get there in two. Yeah. Uh, John Rahm that day, we saw him laid up in front of that, uh, the, the water and then chipped over and got a birdie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big decision for these guys. They can all get out. Well, most of them get over question is it's very hard to hold that green i mean we saw the shambo go so far that he almost went into the water on 16 yeah it's it's such a great spot if you sit on the 16th tee box at augusta and i i my dad would say the same thing if you love golf if you love sports if if this is a place you want to see uh check it off your bucket list because it it exceeded every expectation i had for it oh yeah and i and i had very lofty expect right that it's rare where you have such great expectations for something and then you go to see it and it exceeds your expectations right it all exceeded all expectations but i think what people don't realize and what's tricky about 15 and that approach shot and what you have to navigate and all the things that are around it there's water in front there's water behind it if you hit it too far there's a trap over to the left there's a trap to the right that is not an and you're hitting downhill dad that is not an easy hole that is not an easy shot and plus on thursday we saw the pin was in the front and yeah. you know, maybe 12 yards off the uh uh you know from the uh, uh stream there if you hit it short that ball dropped right down I mean, yep. there was no way it was staying up. You had to be long on that hole. And most of them were long. We didn't see anyone go into the uh, stream. No, no, we did not. Uh, and then you have just little, you know, just little subtle things like the Hogan Bridge is right on 15. So you're like yes. looking at that. Like, <laughs> we're getting goosebumps. Now, like, we're dorking out. Me and you are dorking out to yeah. all these things, these these little landmarks at Augusta that make that place uh, so special. So uh, we had a great time Thursday. We We weren't there. I would say what we were there maybe five hours on Thursday because I had to do the show that morning from the double yeah, you did the uh, show double in the club. morning so right I think yeah you got there about noon and got back about five thirty right so uh, we got back at five thirty because uh, my brother uh, Eric was flying in and uh, Dad by the way the best part of the uh, the whole experience for me was not having a cell phone for thirteen hours at a time <laughs> was, I think we were yeah. John. Yes. I think we learned that we can all be untethered and still exist. Yes, yes, and still figure it out. The best part of my day was putting my cell phone in my bag and leaving and knowing I wouldn't have to check it for 13 hours. The worst part of my day, and I told you this every day, was getting back and having to check my cell phone. <laughs> so that was, right. Well, was, you know, painful. I'm, as, I'm probably not as attached to my phone as you are, but, right. uh, you know, I still had a lot. But you know what I learned? I learned that I can live without it. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, and I've firmly been in belief if someone needs to get you in touch with you in an emergency, somehow right. they'll find a way. 
Uh, Dad, we, we've made it this long without it. So like, we all managed to get here without cell phones. You and I did. I mean, my yeah. kids, they, have no, they wouldn't know what to do without cell phones. Your exactly. Exactly. Uh, so Eric gets there. Uh, Eric is four years older than I am. The three of us have watched this since, since, uh, since me and Eric were kids. And, and you turned us on to golf. You turned us on to this tournament. And thank you for that because I love the sport. And I love this tournament. Uh, but we get there. And so you and I have already walked the course. And so, of course, and no one, this should be a shock to no one. After spending a single day at Augusta National, you and I were experts on everything Augusta oh, yeah. National and the entire tournament and its history. I mean, we knew everything just because we spent a single day there, correct? Uh, that's correct. That's correct. In fact, right. uh, if I happen to mention go one place, you would look at me and say, Dad, it's here, not there. Right, so, yes. But that's yes. you being you. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. But I will say me. something about Eric. Yeah. Uh, walking in with us, because we had been in already on Thursday. Right. As soon as he got in there, all he could say was Augusta. I know. I know. That's all I know. he could say. But that, that's part of the charm and the beauty of this tournament and how you, me, and Eric kind of absorb this tournament where even when we're texting about it, it might just be Phil. And you know exactly, like I might just text to the two of you, Phil. And that means, and that means for you guys, oh, Phil must have done something special, right? Or sometimes it's Tiger or sometimes it's just a word or two. And you're right. When Eric walked in, you and I already knew what to expect. But he walked in because you walk past that driving range, you make a right, you see the merchandise store to the right, which is massive, right. which you found out does over a million dollars a day in sales while yeah. Augusta is, while the Masters is in session. Uh, but yeah, Eric walked in and then the entire course opens, opens up. up. It and opens it's blue up. skies and trees and pine needles and colors and it's beautiful. And you're right. Eric blurted out one word, Augusta. Augusta. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we did it right That's the second day with Eric. It was yeah. worth it for everyone. Yes. Now, Eric kind of wanted to see the whole courses as well, and he did, but I feel like we really did it right. Like, we got, I didn't have to work on Friday. We got there at around 9 a.m. We didn't leave that place until it was dark. I think we got back at like 8 30. I think day two, we really did it right. No, day two was, was absolutely perfect because yeah. we were, John, you and I were veterans already. We had actually of course. We walked the course for five hours. It was like our 25th Masters. I mean, exactly. come on. Exactly. <laughs> we knew everything. <laughs> but uh, no, so we, uh, you know, uh, we, we saw everything we wanted. One thing that I had wanted to see, which I hadn't mentioned, besides Amen Corner and 15th and 16th, yeah. was seeing that the driving uh hole on 18 and i wanted to see whether those trees right. were as narrow as they look on tv and yeah. i had to see that and yes they are they're as narrow as they look if not narrower i think they're narrow to us i think to those guys it's just fine well, you know like we, so. we saw freddie I, couples on that hole he walked by i gave him a hey, freddie i gave him one of those i gave him a boom boom and then he stripped the drive 280 right down the middle he didn't yeah. seem phased by it dad yeah <laughs> although well, freddie he, doesn't seem phased by much <laughs> yeah no 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 that's that's why he's always been one of our favorites and uh you know that's why over the years all all we had to do was text each other when Ted, when freddie was in his prime yeah. It was just one word, Freddie, when he did something spectacular. Uh, now, you imagine now seeing the narrow, uh, the narrowness of the 18th hole, that if I gave you 10 tee shots from the 18th tee, how many do you think end up in the tree? 
John, forget the tree. I got to get to the tree. <laughs> I'm not, Dad, in your prime, I'm talking about in your heyday, okay? Because <laughs> uh, uh, I'm telling then, you right now, for me, I'm putting at least seven in that tree to the left. At least seven, know, okay? I'm saying I'm, I'm getting uh, at least one or two through the trees, <laughs> but they're not going much past the trees. I'm All nowhere right. near the trap on the left. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. So Thursday is special, but you're just with me. Uh, Friday may, is even more special because you're with both of us. So me, you, and Eric, we sit at Amen Corner, and we sit there for a good two to three hours. And at one point, Eric turns to me and said, I've never had so much fun watching guys pitch and putt. Because when you're sitting at Amen Corner, what you do is you see the guys coming in on 11, and then they have to play that par 312, and then they're off to the 13th. Uh, what, what what was it like for you sitting with your two sons, Amen Corner, Masters Friday, beautiful day outside? What was that like for you? Well, it was something uh, that I never knew would happen. Uh, you know, through through you and Meadow uh, Meadowlock Media and John Skipper, yeah, and and everyone. He, uh, you know, they made it happen. Uh, so that was something, I guess I could have made it happen in the years, but the way we did it, uh, through, through the people, you know, was, was really, really special. And we met some wonderful people and, uh, you know, that made it even special. You know, we were welcome where we went. We were. Uh, And that made it special, but more just to be with you guys, instead of having to text Freddie or Tiger, we could look around and, and do high fives uh, and, the, you know, the comment about speed. And then five minutes later, Eric has said it five minutes later, he, he's hitting two in the water. Uh, you know, I mean, it, you know, not for him, but it couldn't get any better for us. But for Jordan on that particular hole, it wasn't that good. That I could sit here and tell you that had I been there by myself or with a friend or or even just with Eric, my brother, uh, what made it special for me, and I got goosebumps like multiple times, um, was sitting there with you and my brother at Amen Corner. Like that made it oh, a million yeah. times. It made it a million times better. Dad. Absolutely, I know it was for all of us, and we said it. And I said to you that evening, uh, as as we were walking out at uh, eight thir- uh, eight o'clock on Friday. I, I turned around to you guys and said, Mama would have loved this. Yep. I think Mom did love it, Dad. Yeah. I think she uh, she's sitting in heaven with a smile on her face still. Yeah. Right now, you know, as we, as, as we record this. Um, so that was fun, Amen Corner. And then we went over to 1516. So to give people an idea, there's a spot on that course, and we learned that that was the best spot to sit on the entire yeah. course. And you just let the groups come to you. The beautiful thing about Augusta is you don't have your phone. Okay, that's number one. Number two is... You're not even sure how good Tiger's doing because he wasn't up on the leaderboard, and you don't care how he's doing. All you know is that he's coming. That he's, he's coming, coming to the hole, right? He's coming to the hole uh, that you're sitting at. So uh, to give people an idea, you can sit on the 16th tee box, which is that par three. You see all the guys coming in uh, from 15, that shot we were just talking about, that, that really difficult shot a lot of guys laid up. Uh, and then they walk over, I don't know, maybe 15 feet to add to the 16 tee yeah, box, right? About, you know, the, the green is there, and then they walk over, you know, maybe it's 20 yards. 
So that Friday pin placement is great because it just kind of funnels down into a bowl. If you hit it correctly, you're going to be close because the ball's well, going to move. We saw one that was very we, correct. We saw we saw uh, Stewart Sinks hole in one, which was a thrill for all three of us. That was amazing. By the way, we, John, do you know that yes. Stewart Sinks, his son was was carrying his bag that day. Yeah. Did you know it was his son's birthday? No, absolutely didn't. No, but I heard his son was carrying the bag. So his son was on the bag, Stuart Sink's son, and I think Stuart won a, a U.S. Open or a player, so he's a major yeah, he champion. Yeah, he won a couple and, of championships. Right, but all the major champions there, they get they get love that that no yeah. one else gets there, Like especially if you've won the Masters. I mean, Danny Willett was getting standing ovations, that Danny Willett. <laughs> okay? like, he was getting the standing uh, Jose Maria Olathabo was getting standing ovations, and he deserves them. Sandy Lyle was getting a standing ovation, yeah. uh, and he deserved it, but... Um, we did see the shot with Stewart Sink, and Dad, here's the best part. I'm glad you brought this up. His son's on the bag. It's his son's birthday. His son was kind of walking ahead of him, was 10 yards ahead of him. Uh, then his son realizes the ball goes in the hole. He walks back. He runs back to his dad. They give him a hug, and Stewart says, Happy birthday, kid. <laughs> How oh, great that is that? I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. That I didn't it's know. Great. But I it enjoyed was... watching uh, – his fellow competitors, you know, when he did that, yes, they were, you know, the camaraderie between all of them was fantastic. And one other thing I noticed on the course, which you don't see on TV, mm-hmm. is is how often they talk to each other all the time. The players, yes. while while they're walking down the fairway, yeah. you don't see that often on TV. Nonstop, they do it nonstop. It's very cool. Um, which spot did you like better, Amen Corner or that 15, 16 kind of 16 tee box? 15 I liked, the players. Uh, 15, 16 better because pretty cool. Uh, we were right up close on the tee box in 16. Right. So you could see him come in. You could see the expression on their face. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could see how they prepared for the shot. How they were standing there with their caddies checking out the pin placement. And and by the way, right after sink, we saw. Uh, Woods come up, and he almost had a hole-in-one. Oh, my God, Dad. I will tell you, on 15 and 16, I think that's where he kind of lost the tournament, lost some momentum. Kind of Listen, he finished the tournament, so that's a good thing for golf. Uh, but he was within, I don't know. I mean, you tell me. I think he had a six-footer for, for birdie on 15, and he had to be within 10 feet on 16 for birdie, and he missed both those putts by by inches. I'm talking like an inch. Yeah, I think the ball He makes both of those, Dad. It's a totally different story with Tiger. I think the ball may have rolled. We couldn't see it exactly. It yeah. had to be no more than six inches coming down that hill from the right towards the water, which they know it? where to hit on that hole. They know to hit it exactly, and then it, you know, and then it hopefully rolls down, and Stewart's uh, sinks case rolls right in. I know Jack. You know, that was something to see. It was great, Dad. We saw a hole in one of the Masters. I mean, who's better yeah. than us? Nobody yeah. is the answer. <laughs> uh, but Dad, I know. Listen, I know you love Jack, and and we all love Phil. Our family. I think Jack's your favorite golfer. I think Phil would be in that discussion. Tiger is certainly in that discussion. I think Tiger is my favorite golfer of all time. But how cool was it for you? Uh, just to see Tiger that close. Dad, we were five feet away from Tiger Woods. He was trying to charge, uh, get himself into the tournament. But just to see him at Augusta on the 16th hole, that was so cool. Oh, and, no, we were so close to him. Yes. And, Dad, you could feel it coming. And not only can you feel it coming, you could hear it coming. <laughs> like, well, you could hear it coming. And we're yes. sitting in the stands and people in anticipation of it. Uh, maybe he's up two holes behind. So he's on 13. 
Right. And then all of a sudden, the stands start filling up. Yeah. And the ushers there, you know, people are asking for seats. The ushers are shaking their head. No more seats left. And Correct. as soon as he left, as soon as he left the, the green, they all you know, left. The whole, <laughs> the whole grandstand emptied out. Right. Then, you know, they're probably going to follow him on 17 or 18. And that's that's something we didn't choose to do. We went elsewhere that uh, after that. Well, I think we stayed at 16 and followed uh, Scotty Scheffler up. And I think I told you at one yeah. point, Scotty Scheffler is going to win this tournament. He's the best He's the best player in the world. I yeah. remember telling you that at Amen Corner. Uh, just to give people an idea, Dad, when we sat down at those bleachers on 16, it was fairly empty because Tiger was still about eight holes away from getting oh, yeah. to us. There was no one there. You could pick any seat you wanted and you'd be fine. But with every with each passing hole, and as people anticipated Tiger getting closer and closer, all of a sudden those bleachers we were sitting in, we were spread out. I mean, we were sitting. Yeah, we I, were I, lounging there, John. Yeah, we were lounging, and then all of a sudden it became, uh, you know, the biggest ticket at Augusta. Uh, people could find the spot to sit, and so uh, that's kind of the Tiger effect. And then you're right; it's a great point. After Tiger left that hole. There were still two or three other groups. Most of those guys were Good in contention. Groups, by the way. Justin Thomas was one of yeah. They all left. Everyone yeah. left. But we stayed. Uh, we stayed, and yeah. uh, and then we walked Scheffler up uh, the 18th hole. Dad, a very deserving champion. You would agree, Scotty Scheffler, right? Number one golfer That's in the world with a bunch of tournaments, right? I mean, this run he's had over the last Amazing. five weeks Yeah. Uh, uh, at 25 years old, and yeah. he handled himself, I thought, on Saturday – uh, when his ball went into the uh, woods yes. on 18, what he just handled shot. himself so yeah. perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, it, you know. I mean, the guy's been playing golf since he's 10, 11 years old. Yes. But he was a credit to the golf, you know, to the golfers, the way he handled it with his decorum. Uh, he thanked the official when he got the drop. I mean, you could hear on TV him saying thank you. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I mean, he's, he's a deserving champion, and I'm sure we're going to see him a lot more. I think we will. Made it made it a little dicey, though, Dad, and I will tell you with that four-putt on 18. But he knew he had the tournament in the bag, so he was fun. The tournament was in hand. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, the tournament, in my mind, was in hand when uh, Cam Smith went into the water. Agreed. On on twelve, that was it. And Cam Smith, but Rory, but Rory tried to make a run there, Dad. He did. Absolutely, it was yep. great to see him doing it. And uh, and what a great out. moment! Did you see that Rory out of the sand on eighteen, and then Morikawa out of the sand? The very next shot at eighteen, <laughs> the, the crowd was, finally settles down from Rory, and then Morikawa does the exact same thing. I mean, that's unbelievable. And the and the you know they both went to each other, and you know they high fived and hugged each other, which yep. was you know that was great. That was yeah. good. We saw it on TV, but I'm sure it was even more exciting in person. Uh, no doubt about it. All right, since uh, and we'll get you out of here, but since uh, since I'm legendary, my top fives are, are legendary, Dad. I am famous for top fives, okay? Uh, by, <laughs> by the way, before we get to your top five, I know you want to do a top five. You're dying to do a top five, okay? I may only come up with four, but it's good. I, I don't care if you come up with three. It doesn't matter, okay? I, I wrote down some. In fact, I like that, Dad. That, that That's how you think outside of the box. Everyone else is doing top fives. You do top fours, okay? <laughs> well, I may do top five, but we'll figure it out. All right, but I, but before we get to that, um, for families like ours, for lovers of golf, for sports fans everywhere, Dad, you would tell them what? If they're thinking, if they haven't been yet, and they're thinking about going to this tournament with their loved ones, with their sons, their daughters, whatever it may be, uh, you would tell them what? 
Well, I, I, I had a bunch of friends who knew I was going. Yeah. And I got calls Saturday night and Sunday. How was it? How was it? And you know, of course, the guys who called. I know. Because uh, you grew up with them, my friends. And uh, I told them the same thing. I said, it's, it, if you can do it, if you can, you know, the way I did it is great, but you guys can make it happen. So go and do it. It's worth the day I wouldn't spend four days there. Right. Uh, I do it the way we did it. Uh, two days, Thursday and Friday. And then we left uh, early on Saturday morning so we could get on our respective couches Saturday afternoon. <laughs> and we and, did. You know, they weren't all green, <laughs> yeah. but uh, we got on our respective couches. So, uh, you know, to anyone who's thinking of going, uh, who's able to go, try to carve out a couple of days uh and do it because it's absolutely worth it and do it with the people you love most like that absolutely that's, that's go that's with it. a bunch of friends yes. because uh you and i and, and eric sitting in the stands were the surrounded best. by people and as you're waiting for other uh you know groups to come up you start talking with them and you find out guys from georgia guys from kentucky uh you know me with the, you know with the uh yeah, the gallery attendants while you were getting something to eat. I became I friends with two gallery attendants. It was the least shocking thing to happen over the weekend. Yeah, I, I know. I gotta be honest with you. That's my dad. <laughs> Everyone loved you, man. Everyone loved you. Yeah. Well, um, all right. So give me, here we go, dad. I've never asked you this before, but uh, you know, we're here. So uh, top five, uh, <laughs> give me your top five masters moments of all time. I want your top Going five. Going down? I'll start with five, four, one. three, two, one. Don't uh, give us number one. Everyone wants one to be last. Uh, all right. I'm looking at a no. Probably. Uh, and if you only have four, that's fine, Pops. That's good. We're, we're good. No, I'll go with, uh, uh, I think five was Freddie Couples win in 92. Right. Because uh, for some reason, it's just the way Freddie Couples is, the way he handles himself. The three of us fell in love with him. Uh, and you know, not only us, but the rest of the golfing world. And yes, then when no we doubt. saw him up close and you walked by him and yelled out, Freddie, yes. and he just ambles, keeps going, but he lifted his head and you, you know, that was pretty good. So that was five. Uh, and Freddie uh, probably should want a couple of more of that, but the back got in the way. Freddie was one of the great golfers with one of the great swings absolutely. of all time. And yeah. we loved them. Yeah. Uh, number four was probably Tigers winning his fifth masters. His fifth, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was, you know, that was great. Uh, number three. There were so many questions, Dad, just to just to kind of expand on that. There were so many questions. Will Tiger ever win another major again? Will he ever win another major That's again? And then, he, so, and then yeah. not only did he win another major, but to win that major, which well, means that the most to him. that was 2019. Then I'm going to yeah. go back to three to, to, uh, for 1997 when Tiger was the youngest winner. Yeah. And, and set the scoring record then. Yeah, you know that was you know that was twenty six years ago, twenty five years ago. That was his first one, and just to put what Scotty Scheffler did into some sort of perspective here for the audience, there are three guys who have won the Masters at the age of twenty five or younger. Tiger's one, Spieth is two, Scotty Scheffler is three. Pretty damn yeah. impressive. All right, so that's three. What do you got? Number two takes us to the sixteenth hole. Okay, the most dramatic shot that I've ever saw, and the TV coverage of it was great with Vern Lundquist. Yeah. And uh, on, on, you know, with Tiger chipping in yep. and the ball 
sitting on the edge of the uh, cup. And everyone can see the Nike logo on that. Yes. And the ball actually sat there for maybe a second, John, mm-hmm. two seconds. A couple seconds, and, yeah. And then went in. And then the reaction from Tiger was just the best. It was just unbelievable. Yep. I heard Tiger say afterwards, if I hit that shot a million times, I may never put it in the cup. But that yeah. time I did. Yeah, it was an amazing yeah. shot. And amazing number shot. one, John, I'm I'm pretty sure you can figure it out. Okay. Uh, I, you want me to guess what it is? Yeah, guess what it is, and I'll confirm it or not. Uh, final round, 86, back nine, Jack Nicholas. You got it. <laughs> you, you, you know your customer, John. I do. Uh, uh, that speaking is, of, that yeah. was number one. That yeah. was number one. Watching what he did on that back nine, uh, I, I was watching it. You guys weren't around, so I was watching it with a friend at uh, his house, mm-hmm. and it, it was the most – I can only say it was the most intense back nine I've ever watched. You were yes. with him on every shot. You are. And then when you realized he was going to do it, it was just unbelievable. Uh, it really. I, here's a quick story because I've had Jack Nicholas Jr. on on the on the show. Uh, I introduced Jack Jr. to you. You actually had a conversation with, yeah, with the did. Golden Bear with Jack Nicholas, which was very nice. Yeah. Right after Mom passed away, that was super. Uh, super nice of them to kind of coordinate. Uh, but Jack Jr. told me a great story, and everyone knows the story. Dad, if you're a golf fan, it was legendary. Speaking of that 16th hole, uh, Jack hit a shot there on the 16th hole as he's closing at 86, and he hits a shot, and Jr. says, who was on his bag that day, he says, Dad, I hope that's enough. And Jack didn't even look up. He handed him the club, and he goes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> and he landed, what, five feet from the hole? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that to me is the number one. You know, that nine holes yeah. was, uh, you know, that was just the most intense, fun, watching uh, a sport event that I ever see. And when I had the the uh, good fortune to speak to him for a couple of minutes, I thanked him for that, you know, for that 1986 uh, win. Yeah. And uh, he was appreciative of it. I'm sure I wasn't the first, but, uh, you know, our, our generation, because she's a couple of years older than me, uh, you know, uh, that was a heartfelt moment watching what he did at, at his age. No doubt. Uh, here's like that, just to give people the gravity of, uh, of of how big it is and how important it was for us to be there. To get my brother off the couch that quickly to fly down to Atlanta and drive two hours oh, yeah. over to Augusta, <laughs> you know it's a great event. Okay, uh, John. <laughs> he doesn't move cap- that quickly for anything or anybody. Okay, you capsulized that so fast, <laughs> but when he walked in and just yes. said one word, Augusta. Yeah. Then we knew he. It was worth it, and he knew it was worth getting off the couch and flying on short notice to get there. I will tell you this. I, I don't know what the max is on your credit card, but I'm pretty certain Eric and I hit it after round two when we went to the store to buy merchandise. Okay? Yeah, well, the audience should know uh, <laughs> I'm not good shopping. Right. So the boys go into the gift shop, and I, right. I said, it's on me, guys. And I told them, you know, don't, don't max out my credit limit. But they were pretty good. <laughs> They were, I don't know what, I saw merchandise, but I never saw a uh, receipt. So I'll find out my next bill. <laughs> don't be mad at us. All right. Um, all right, dad. So it was great. And again, just, we want to thank a few people. At least I do. 
Uh, Elijah Craig Bourbon, who helped, who sponsored the entire event. Uh, John Skipper, of course, who made it happen. Uh, a friend of John Skipper, Charlie Besser, who owns the Double Eagle Club, who their hospitality was fantastic. Unbelievable. Staff, unbelievable. The staff was amazing. And then one person in particular. Absolutely. While we were at the, while we were at the Masters, a gentleman named Charlie Severin, who works uh, for Charlie Besser's company, uh, his kindness and his dad, the genuine interest he took in our family and in particular you and the time he spent talking to you. Uh, just thank you to all those people, but in particular, Charlie Severn. He was fantastic. Yeah, I, John, I have to second that. He had a very busy weekend. He had a lot of people there. And when we walked in Thursday uh, and, uh, you know, about midday, uh, he was just unbelievable. Uh, and then over the course of the next two days, we all just bonded. We were just good people. And he, as busy as he was, he always had a moment to come over to me or to, you know, to, he went out of his way for us yeah. and, uh, we recognized it. It was just a genuine feeling of friendship. Yep, above and beyond. It was great. Dad, he took us to the airport. <laughs> we couldn't get we couldn't flag down an Uber. So Charlie yeah. jumped in his car and took me and you to the airport. So No, it it yeah. was wonderful. So And the entire staff, they were all amazing, really. Absolutely. Was, the, yeah. That whole hospitality And what a setup, my goodness. Yeah, the whole hospitality operation was uh top shelf. Yep. So uh, thank you to Charlie Besser and his entire staff, Charlie Severin uh, in particular. We appreciate it. And again, DraftKings, John Skipper, Elijah Craig Bourbon. Uh, you made me and my family super happy. Uh, I know mom's no longer with us, Dad, but, I'm, but I think you and I both know this. Eric knows this as well. Uh, she had a big smile on her face the entire yeah, time. Yeah, she was smiling, John. Yep. And I she thank was. everyone, uh, Skipper and, and Meadowhawk and, you know, just everyone for helping to make this happen. Just don't thank Levitard, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew enough not to mention him, John. <laughs> by, by the way, so we had Scott Van Pelt on on Monday, and Levitard thinks, like, he's he, he, he gave a take. Stop whining about walking 18 holes, okay? And I had made the point to Dan, hey, let me break your leg to the point where it's almost going to fall off your body. And 12 months from that point, you go walk Augusta four consecutive days and tell me how you feel. Yeah, I mean, uh, I saw I saw Tiger's uh, ending into uh, uh, you know his ending interview on on uh, Sunday, and I had said to you guys on Friday night, he's made the cut, but he's going to falter. He can't walk uh, uh, four rounds with those legs. You can at see this it. point, right? You can My see guess it. will be at some point in the future he will. Okay. That I think uh, that listen, the encouraging thing for golf was that Tiger played and finished and he was in contention after two rounds. You have to think the next major and he's committed. The next major, he'll be even stronger. The next major, he'll be stronger Absolutely. than that. And eventually this guy, because he's so good, so talented and I'm done saying no, Tiger's not going to do this anymore. Tiger's going to win another major, dad. I don't know if it's Augusta, but he is going to win another well, major. Phil just won one at 50, dad. Yeah. Well, you know, the interview we had yesterday post yeah. the round, uh, he was he was saying that he was fortunate to get the 18, you know, to make the cut and do four rounds. That met his expectations. 
Yeah. So um, my guess so I, is he'll, he'll, he'll be there. He'll, he's getting stronger every day. So. Yep, he'll be there. I will also tell you that Spieth will never win another green jacket ever in his entire life. <laughs> that 12th hole, that is in his head. It just well, I also made a <laughs> prediction about DeChambeau, if, uh, if you want me to share it. Yeah, please do. A hot take. Here we go. A Bryson DeChambeau hot take from Pops. Go ahead. All right. I've, he will never win a Masters. That, that course is just not right for him. And he's not going to not, you know, try to overpower every course. You right. can't overpower Augusta. You get, you know what you need? You need a short game, like a legendary short game. And if you don't have yeah. it, you ain't put in there. So I agree with you on that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a nice little take there, Dad. No, you know what? I'll disagree. So you can have the hot take all to yourself. Okay. <laughs> hey, John, how do you think? Th hey, John, if the audience wants to know how you became you, they just got to look at me. I yeah, taught you everything you know. Yeah, uh, you did. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree, Dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> listen, I am. Uh, I'm so happy we got to experience that. My my gut tells me we'll we'll try to do it again. Uh, I know I want to do it again, uh, and I am telling you, Dad, there is no way that would have been. It would have been a good time. It would not have been the time that it was if I didn't do it with you. So well, you. I'm glad that I was able to be with you for the first time for all of us. It it was special especially after the year we just gone through. Yeah. So uh, that made it extra special. Uh, it most certainly did. It's uh, it's about as normal as I felt in, since mom passed away, dad. So uh, that's uh, the first time the three of us have been able to get together for a happy event yep. rather than a somber event. So that made, a, that made me think as I was walking through the gates, I thought of that too, because yep. you know, we've been together off and on over the last year and they haven't been happy uh, occurrences. This was one we were going to have a good time. Yep, so. and let me tell you what mom would have done to that gift shop, okay? Yeah, let me, yeah. <laughs> You'd have John, no money in all left. Honesty, you wouldn't have understood anything there to buy. Yeah, but she would have bought it anyway, so it doesn't well, matter. Well, you know, we've seen her do that. <laughs> all right, Dad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, me and Eric had a great time. And uh, I think we'll probably do it again uh, next year if we're, if we're afforded that opportunity. Okay, well, uh, just call. I'll be there. I know you will. Okay. <laughs> and, and now I know Eric will be there, too, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Pops, we had fun. We love you, okay. and uh, we're glad that we got to experience that. So uh, I'm glad that we were able to share this with your audience. Yep, no doubt. Uh, I think the audience will love this, Dad. They love you. So uh, just like just like the volunteers at Augusta, Dad, the audience you loves go. you, okay? There you go. All right, Pops. Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. 
When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lights. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.